Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, along with me this week. This is nobody right now. It is actually Labor Day, so uh, we're not recording a show from 565 Live in Bellevue like we normally do. There's no Shay this week, no Danny, unfortunately, for either of them, but it is a Poor Man's Podcast one-on-one episode. This week we have, this episode, we have Morgan Gruber, a very talented singer, local girl, uh, country singer. She's really, really, really good. You might have seen her on um, a small show called American Idol. So, you know, if she's good enough for Lionel Richie to judge her and Luke Bryan and Katy Perry, uh, she's uh, she's pretty decent, I'd say. So uh, it was a great time talking to her, a great interview. She was a little self-conscious uh, about her interviewing. I guess uh, the people on American Idol made her feel uh, a little self-conscious about it, and I thought she absolutely nailed it and killed it. Um, Let's see, what else we have? Go back, listen to some of our other uh, Poor Man Podcast one-on-one episodes. Normally, we have the whole gang on, but I have some newer Poor Man's Podcast one-on-one that we have longer, um, kind of long-form discussion, less morning showy kind of feel. Uh, we're, we're bringing it to you with, you know, a touch of mirth, some humor in it, but also, you know, longer-form discussion. I had Darius Kasparitis, former Pittsburgh Penguin, on. Uh, the very, very funny Frank Nicotero. Uh, he was game show host, Street Smarts. Uh, he has a newer show out uh, now on the very local app, so check his show out as well. Uh, we were going to have, I was going to have Sports Guy JP on to help me introduce this episode uh, because the sports show is coming back. NFL season is kicking off, which I can't not be more excited about. I love the fall. The weather is so much better. That crisp air, man. If it could be in the 60s or even the 50s. Hoodie and short weather, man. That's what I live for. Uh, but we go through, listen to... Uh, we have some sports shows coming out with Sports Guy JP. I was going to have him come on and help introduce this. But I got there and realized I did not pack my power cord for my roadcaster. Uh, power, very important, uh, as it is to most electronics. Um, I packed everything else. So normally I'm either recording from 565 Speakeasy, I'm either recording from Poor Man Studios, or I'm recording on the go. So I figured I'd record on the go. We'd have an in-person interview with Sports Guy JP to kick off the season. I had the microphones. I had the cords. I had the notebook with the notes in depth. Had the roadcaster, did not have a cord. I actually, my dad had a box full of AC adapters, uh, nine volts and, uh, you know, all kinds of things. I learned all about the inside and the outside of how the thing works and the different, it doesn't matter. What does matter is the cord was not there. So we were not able to have Sports Guy JP help me for the beginning, but you can look forward to a new sports show this week and every week going forward. JP makes his bets. Uh, JP's pretty legit at betting, man. I know that he's at least bought a car with uh, with gambling. So check that out. He knows what he's talking about. Um, let's see. He makes his picks, and I have some uh, some things, some storylines that I'm looking forward to uh, this season in the NFL, in particular the Steelers. Let's see what else we got. We normally do the beer of the week. 
Uh, right now, I'm drinking this Blockhouse Pumpkin because it is the season. It's officially September. Labor Day is today, so the unofficial beginning of fall. This Pumpkin Blockhouse, it's always one of my favorites. I always go Flavor Town on it. Um, although I do feel like this year, it kind of has a little bit of a different flavor, uh, but it's still really, really solid. Welcome to Flavor Town. As, uh, as the people who listen every single week. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. Definitely subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Uh, look at us on TikTok, Instagram, all those good things, Facebook. Um, and stay tuned. After, we have Courtney from Stealing Pittsburgh. She always has the best events every single weekend. She gives us three on the podcast before everybody else. But you can follow her. And on Thursday, she comes out with her whole weekend guide. There's more than 30 things every single weekend. So definitely follow her for that. I know we have the Irish Festival this weekend. Always love that. Last time I went to the Irish Festival, I saw another podcast there, a prominent podcast. Uh, I was on theirs. They were on mine. And I walked over. I thought I'd say hello. I acted like they didn't even recognize me, a little big timers. But, uh, you know. Maybe they'll see us there. Maybe we'll see them. Stop down for that Irish festival is always a great time. Get some, uh, uh, God, what the hell is it? Shepherd's pie. Irish food usually sucks, but shepherd's pie, mwah. Beer is delicious as well. And Friday night, uh, stop down Cafe Conmigo. I will be doing stand-up down there. So stop down for that. I believe it starts 738, but follow our Instagram and all that stuff. But without further ado, we have a great, well, in my opinion, a great interview because Morgan was on it. A great interview with Morgan Gruber, and thank you for listening. I'm Sierra Sellers, and you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. This is kind of a new, newer um, format that we're doing. We're doing a new Poor Man's Podcast one-on-one, where I sit down uh, one-on-one with a, a very interesting guest. Today we have uh, the very talented Morgan Gruber. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited to talk to you, and uh, I, I feel bad because all I can feel is my sweat right now, <laughs> so I've, I'm running around uh, doing everything, but I'm so excited to have you in here, and I've been watching a lot of your videos the last couple of days. Your voice is incredible. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I... You you can never really tell when that when people go up on stage and it, it was like immediate like oh my god oh my god she's super good that your voice is incredible but uh, I guess tell everybody a little bit about yourself I'm uh, I found out about you from uh, Scott Tatey uh, Beaver County uh, entertainment editor for Beaver County Times and I remember hearing stories of, you know there's this local girl that's incredible and I I think I remember seeing you but I didn't recognize the name and then Scott said that and I was like absolutely <laughs> I would absolutely love to talk to that girl but um, so I guess tell everybody about how uh, you started in singing and kind of your journey with that yeah so um, my name's Morgan Gruber I was on the 20th season of American Idol I just turned 19, and um, I've been, you know, having a band. I'm doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, What really got me into singing, I think, is whenever I was young, I loved music. Like, when it came to the videos, like, when as a little kid, like, you know, Barney and, you know, all those shows. (laughs) I, I loved that, especially, like, having the radio on when I was a kid, too. And I have videos of, like, my dad holding me singing. Yeah. And we'd sing together, and I'd be like, stop, stop, just me, just me. <laughs> yeah. And so I really liked music at a young age, um, and I've I just been singing really ever since I could talk, my parents say. Yeah. I loved music, and I started getting into it when I was doing, like, 
the plays and everything, and I was yeah. in choir for a little bit. Whenever they make you take choir yeah. until like a certain age, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was in that obviously. Um, until the but, talent weeds everybody out. You're like, yeah, I, I knew immediately. <laughs> but whenever I was in eighth grade, I had a history teacher that was like, I have this music group and you really should join it. And you should also start taking singing lessons. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll do that. And so um, his name was Vaughn Hudspath. And I joined his group, Mini Stars. I don't know if they do it anymore, uh, at least with him mm-hmm. being, being the the one that runs it. Um, but I started doing that, and I started taking singing lessons by a lady named uh, Marianne Mangini. Uh, she does everything based out of her house. She's amazing, yeah. amazing vocal coach. And I've just been doing it ever since, really. That's that's one of those things where it's like, you need voice lessons. It almost sounds like it's an insult, but it's like, <laughs> you have so much talent, you should like refine it kind yeah. of thing. But uh, that's super cool. You said you were in choir and plays. Did you ever like the plays, like acting in it? Or were you always just like, I just want to sing? So I'm not an actor, I'm yeah. not a dancer, I can't <laughs> yeah. do any of that stuff. So like, my dream is yeah. to just go and sing and yeah. not do the, you know, like social media, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the like acting the, you know, all yeah, that stuff. Right. Um, but no, I'm not an actor. I only did the play for like one or two years yeah. and I was like thrown in the back corner, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like to fill up the space. Yeah. But musical theater is definitely not my thing. Uh-huh. So I think just the singing is, is what I want to do for sure. Have you, are you, so when, when I've heard all of your, your singing that I've heard, it's all kind of country, um, the genre is that something you you grew up doing or where did you start you said your dad would sing to you is that something he always liked the country or do you get a mix of everything and that's kind of where you went yeah so we don't really know where the music came from <laughs> yeah. I, I do have an uncle that was in a band but other than that um not a musical like my family. parents are not yeah. yeah my dad would sing to me but he sings in the garage and stuff <laughs> yeah. and it's a little scary yeah. um, but uh yeah, basically, whenever I was a little girl, it'd be like, I'd listen to country with my dad in the truck. Mm-hmm. And then whenever my mom, we'd listen to pop music and R&B yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And so when I first started, I was a pop singer. Mm-hmm. I sang a lot of pop music, like, you know, the the Whitney Houston, the yeah. uh, Christina Aguilera, the, you know, all that Just stuff. people that, was, that have huge voices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, loved that. And then um, when I did American Idol, I was was doing mostly pop music Mm -hmm. and then I had a boyfriend that was in country and it kind of like converted me a little bit just because country music it has so many like you have so many opportunities you can do country rock country pop like western country rural country all that stuff and so I was like I prefer that other than just being put in a box when it yeah. comes to pop music. Yeah. And also, like, the country community is way better than the pop community, yeah. which is, like, sad to say. No, I uh, can But see that's that. one big yeah. thing is, like, everybody in country music, regardless if, you know, they're just singing country music in their car. Yeah. For some reason, they just are so much more supportive and yeah. everything when it comes to that. And that's another reason why I decided to do country music is just because I don't want to be put in that box. Yeah. Just doing pop. Yeah. So I think I, that's why I don't want to just assume what other people do, but like, I feel like with, with country, there's almost more of a, a heart and soul to it. Like the, you're feeling more where pop is almost like the, the TikTok. like, here you go. Yeah. This is in your face right now. You love it. You love it so much for uh, a week and a half. 
and then you know you forget about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a country, and and not all the time, but I feel like there's more heart and soul, and 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 anything you do that like it sticks around a little bit longer. Yeah, like more of a storyline. Yeah. yeah, and I think it maybe means more, especially if you write your own music. It, like it it hits more where if you're doing a pop song, you're kind of just like I want them to like it, and it's not so much this is how I feel. Yeah. Where with country, I. I feel like the pop's like, okay, that song's stuck in my head. I need yeah. to get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah. And then country's like, oh, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. But. Like, I, I love having McDonald's and stuff, and I love having a, a slow-roasted home-cooked meal. But, like, there's more substance and love behind the home-cooked meal. I yeah, yeah, yeah. feel like that. So I'm interested, and I'm sure many people are interested in your journey with American Idol. And I'm, I'm curious, almost like behind the scenes, because I don't understand how not that I don't understand. I'm, I'm curious to find out how you go from, okay, I want to be on this. Then what? Like, then you have to find auditions, the closest one to you. And then you have to book a flight and get there. So there's a lot behind just, I want to audition. So yeah. kind of, how was that for you? So it's a really, really long story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a lot of people know. Um, but when I was 15 years old, my mom would post me singing on Facebook mm-hmm. And I had this lady reach out to me that said that she wanted to be a representative for me when it came to Idol. And so I signed up and I ended up being like 30 days too young. And so it it never worked out. So she's like, audition next year and like, we'll honor that. Well, then the next year came around and uh, like she wasn't interested in doing the the whole thing anymore, I don't think. Or maybe she wasn't involved with it anymore. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and so I decided what it is, is it's basically like you just fill out a form, you submit it uh-huh. and then they'll send you back with a zoom call. That's what they do now. Like they don't go and fly yeah. you out somewhere and you have to stand in line. It's basically just a zoom call. And so how it works is you have around, depending on how much the people like you, you have up to like five or six auditions, uh, via the, um, zoom call. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what they'll do is they'll say, okay, I like your form. Uh, We're going to send you a Zoom call at this time. And so you get on the Zoom call, and basically they just ask you, like, basic questions like, what are you, what's your home life like? Like, what music do you like? You know, what do you enjoy doing? All that crazy stuff. And um, once that one's done, then the next one is like, okay, sing in front of me. You have, like, two songs that you have prepared and then also, like, an acapella song. I can't even remember what I did. Something pop, for sure. (laughs) And so I sang to them, and then after that, they just, like, say, okay, yeah, they don't, like, give you anything clear. Like, okay, you're going to go to the next person. Well, then whenever you go to the next person, uh, I think they get, like, a second opinion. You sing again, whatever. And then after that, you do, like, videos where you say, Hi, my name's Morgan Gruber. Uh-huh. I'm 19 years old. The song I'm going to sing for you is da-da-da-da-da. And then you start singing. Uh, and you do, like, two or three of those videos. I think it's just to see, like, what your personality's like when yeah, it comes to yeah. being on on the phone and everything. Um, and then I can't remember what the other ones are. Just, like, talking and interviewing, asking yeah. questions. Um, and depending on how good you do, like, you either get, all right, I'm sorry, or, like, you keep going. Yeah. And so... That's the second time, quote unquote, I auditioned because I, I kind of count the first one that I was a little bit too young yeah. as an audition. I don't know. Uh, so the second time I auditioned, I got cut right before um, the audition where they tell you if you're going, you're going to Hollywood or not, mm-hmm. or you're going to not Hollywood, you're going to like see the judges. Yeah, yeah. And so I got cut off right there. 
Um, and I think I, I truly think it was because like I was not comfortable with the interviews. Yeah. Like I'm super dyslexic and when people <laughs> talk to me, I get like crazy sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going on? They're asking yeah. so many questions and it's usually like one person, but like then you're doing the zoom call thing yeah. and it's like the echo and I'm getting overwhelmed just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Definitely. It's, it's definitely a lot mentally. Yeah. Um, and so I got eliminated then. Mm-hmm. And then the next year rolled around and they sent me an email that was like, hey, we'll put you to the top of the line. So like basically all those five auditions, all yeah. I had to do is two auditions. Oh, okay. So super nice. You know, you don't have to yeah. go through all that. And you're all day doing that, you know, in and out of Zoom calls and in rooms and yeah. you see everybody like auditioning and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Um but the next year, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, my heart was broken. Yeah. I was like, I, you know. And my dad was like, you're going to do this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, I'm putting you on the audition. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. So then the next audition rolls around. And, you know, same thing. I got, I think I did two auditions. And then after that, they were like, okay, uh, would you prefer to go to Nashville, Austin, or L.A.? And I was like, well, Nashville's the closest. And they're like, okay, uh, and then they said, like, okay, you're going to go and, and meet the judges. Like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you know, are you excited yeah. about it? Are you? Th-? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And they were, like, kind of, like, shocked about my, about my, uh, like, you know, how I was reacting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then after that, I think a few months later, I think maybe two or three months, uh, they flew me to Austin. Mm -hmm. So how that works basically is they were like, sorry, too many people wanted to go to Nashville, so you're going to go to Austin. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So then what they do is they like basically book all your flights for you. They take care of all that, which is super nice. And uh, we went to Austin. I think we had like two two flights we had to get on. Uh, but we got to Austin and they have this like little sign Mm -hmm. and it's like a super like discreet sign. It's like a little rainbow. (laughs) It was weird. And they held it and like everybody went to the corner and we got to our hotels and everything. And then they like put us on a group and like had a group meeting of, okay, like this is what it's going to do. Like you have, everybody's going to get a number of when they're going to audition, like day one, day two, day three. Mm-hmm. And I was day three. And a lot of people that are day one, it kind of sucks because they're at a disadvantage because they don't get to like have the full experience, yeah. I think. Like they don't get to meet as many people. Like you go in there, if you're like the first day of the first audition and you don't make it, then you leave. Yeah. Like they immediately like put you on a flight. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and so it's like, you make sure you're not completely unpacked because like yeah. you could any second be gone. So how many people are, are in Austin at this point, roughly? Oh boy. I don't even know. Yeah. There were so many people. They, they booked out almost like the whole entire hotel. Oh wow. And you're supposed to be super discreet about it. <laughs> and so we all met and like, everybody was so nice. Like the Austin community is like my favorite people. Yeah. We all, every day, uh, we would go, like there was a pool area and then there was like a bunch of chairs every day. We would go at the end of the day and like say, like sing together and like harmonize and do like fun things yeah, together, yeah. which really you're not, you really shouldn't do that because <laughs> we're like on a singing competition. Yeah. Have a game. <laughs> we didn't even care. We were yeah. just having fun. And I had a friend that was like telling everybody, yeah, we're from American Idol. Like, we're doing this. We're doing that. And I'm like, did you read the contract? Yeah. He's like, no. And I'm like, you know, we're not supposed to tell anybody this. Like yeah. we could get in really big trouble because we, we film it so far in advance. Yeah. Like I think I did everything in October and 
December, I want to say. So, like, I knew for six months or so, (laughs) like, I didn't make it. And people were like, you know, this is so awesome. This is so cool. And I I loved it because it doesn't bother me. Um, but anyways, I'm getting way too far ahead. So <laughs> after that, uh, we did everything in Austin. You know, you had a certain day you yeah. audition and I had a lot of friends that like lost their voice and stuff cause we were messing around too much. Yeah. And, uh, I had like a lot of really good friends. We still have group chats to this day where we're like all super supportive of each other's music and everything. Um, but I went to like interviews and everything and they just did not like my interviews at all. <laughs> And they were like, they would get super frustrated. But anyways, I, the third day came along and I auditioned in front of uh, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry and Lionel Richie. (laughs) And I decided to uh, sing Can't Be Loved by L. King. And I, I chose that song just because um, it's like a song that not a lot of people hear. It's Mm -hmm. not even recorded. Like she doesn't even have it on Spotify or anything. It's literally just on YouTube. And so I was surprised that it was cleared. Yeah. Um, and I sang that song in front of uh, all three judges, and they liked the song. I didn't have to sing a second one, thankfully. How? how what are you thinking right now? Like, are you nervous that you oh, see these three people? So, <laughs> crazy thing that I didn't even get to. This is so crazy because I talk about it all the time, so I jump all over because I'm so used to talking about it. So, I'm sorry if I get off track. But what happened was, I forgot to tell you, is... They basically had us in this huge hotel that they just booked out mm-hmm. for filming. Okay. Nobody was sleeping there. Nobody was, like, yeah. in there or anything. And so it was, like, this huge hotel. It was so pretty. And I think, like, where they had, like, conferences and stuff maybe or, like, where it was, like, a hall or something they turned into where the judges sat. Mm-hmm. And they had us sitting there all day, and it was like a hundred and some degrees with humidity. It was so disgusting. <laughs> and I was wearing all black almost. Yeah. <laughs> and they put you in a holding room before you go on. And so I was in this holding room and they gave me a number and the person in front of me had like went. And when the person in front of me went, they didn't make it. And so whenever they walked away, they pulled me up to the holding room. So I started walking to the room and they're like, no, 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 come back. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what? So I came back. They put me in the holding room again. Somebody else went. And then after that, they did it like twice or three times. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to (laughs) go. I've walked the whole way up to where I'm holding the door. And they're like, come back, come back, come back. And so I'm like, okay, this is just going to continue to happen. And then I walked up and opened the door and like they didn't call me back. And so a lot of people in my audition are like, you're so calm. Like you don't look nervous because I was in such shock that I was opening this door and they didn't call me back because I was really waiting for them to call me back. (laughs) And so they were super nice. They do like a little introduction, like where you're from, just Mm -hmm. doing like little stuff that they obviously cut out. And um, I sang the song, and and they really liked it. And everything, I kind of blacked out. Like, everything is a blur, really. And it's so crazy because when I was done, I was telling my mom, like, oh, this happened, and and this judge didn't talk to me, and this, whatever. And then I, I, like, watch it back, and I'm like, wow, that's not what I remember. (laughs) Because, you know, you're seriously, like, blacked out. Like, they look like wax models. And they're so far away from you, especially after COVID. Yeah, I think they, like, pushed it back. So it's like seriously a surreal (laughs) moment, but it was definitely a really cool experience. Everybody was super nice, like all three judges, and 
I, you got I, great feedback. It was yeah. they were all positive. I mean, yeah. they, I, I've seen some, and they're not all like that. So no, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I definitely had a lot of friends that had mixed reviews about everything. But I had a really good experience, and I'm I'm super grateful for that for sure. Yeah, that's it's so awesome. And like I said, I I just seeing your clips and things. Your your voice is incredible. So where where do you kind of see yourself going for now? And you said you have a a, a single coming out. Yeah. So um, I was gonna move to Nashville, but then I decided I was just gonna start a band here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guitar player is actually um, it was. Gabby Barrett's guitar player. Okay. It's his second cousin, uh, Jason. And uh, one day I was looking for a guitar player and I posted an ad on Facebook and Blaze Barrett like seen the ad and, and texted Jason because whenever I was, I opened up for Christian Beck at Hard Rock and they were there to support Christian. And uh, so after that, whenever I was looking for a guitar player, Blaze was like messaging Jason was like, hey, you should be her guitar player and everything. And so I had an interview with him and I sat down with him and everything. And he was like, I don't really want to just do acoustic. I'd rather do a band. And I'm like, I don't want to do acoustic either. I'd rather do a band. But I thought like maybe if I just ease my way into it. But I played with Christian's band for a little bit. Uh, He let me like open up for him and stuff. We have a few songs together. And so... I was like, I'm ready for the full band. So we decided that uh, it's better just for me to stay here and make sure that I'm like building my fan base. And I don't want to go to Nashville and just be like swallowed up. And so uh, right now I'm doing the band. I do everything. I do like stuff by myself and acoustically as well. I'm just learning the guitar. Um, But the band was like a really big step for us. And now we're having the single coming out super soon. It's called Whatever Gets You Through It. I'm really excited about it. Um, I kind of like didn't need the song at the time. And then now that I'm putting it out, I feel like it's a song that everybody can relate to regardless of what they're going through. Um, and so I'm just super excited for everybody to hear it and you can pre-save it on Spotify if you're interested. And then it comes out September 15th. We're also doing something a little bit different. We're doing a, um, pre-release party. So if anybody's interested in hearing it, uh, before it comes out, mm-hmm. we're going to sell some CDs and all types of merch. Oh, and awesome. so it's going to be at the long branch, September 9th at seven o'clock. Oh, so definitely. if anybody's interested in hearing the song before it comes out, getting all the merch and all the details before it's, you know, on the radio or, you know, out on yeah. all platforms, we'll definitely put the link for everything. And yeah. anybody that yeah wants to listen, I, I can't wait to hear it myself. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's been in the works for a while. Um, I went to Nashville to record it and Spence peppered, uh, Scotty McCreary's uh, lead guitar player yeah. did all the tracks on it. And uh-huh. A lot of people helped with it, um, especially Blaze. So it's a really cool experience. I didn't write this song, um, but I, once I heard it, I was like, everybody can relate to this song. And so that's like one reason why I definitely wanted to put it out. Because regardless if any, if like one person listens to it or a bunch of people listen to it, if like a person can take away from it, then like that's amazing. Yeah. So... I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. That's awesome. Do you do you like writing music or lyrics or how how do you go about uh, your song? Yeah, choice? so whenever I did pop music, mm-hmm. I only knew how to play the ukulele, so I wrote a lot of pop music yeah. when it came to that on the ukulele. But I didn't really do anything with with all that stuff, and I'm still trying to figure out the way to convert it into country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been starting to learn how to play the guitar a lot. Uh, I think it's been like a little bit under a year. Mm-hmm. So 
learning the guitar has been helping me write music a lot more and especially country music i feel like it's easier to write than pop music mm-hmm. just because like I like writing based on storylines, and I feel like pop music is based on just, like, repeating the same chorus. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I definitely have been getting into writing way more than than I have been. Like, before, whenever I'd write pop music, it'd just be like, okay, like, just a little bit of a whatever. But now I'm taking it way more seriously, for sure. And I have, like, three or four that I'm really excited. And I'm, like, super proud of. I've just been doing it myself, so... I'm starting to look into like writing with other people um, because I just feel like I don't want to write with people whenever I'm not fully confident in myself. So I'm just building that up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am writing and learning and coming up with ideas and all types of great stuff. So hopefully uh, we'll be working on putting something else out sooner Uh than later as soon as this one comes out so it's like a constant flow you know yeah definitely of stuff but yeah i'm really excited for everybody to hear the stuff that that i've been working on yeah it's it's cool hearing all that stuff you're talking about i i don't really have any musical talent but i know from like doing stand-up and things just like when you're saying like you're getting ready to go on stage and they're pulling you back like that's stressing me out like getting hyped up to go out and then pulling down like that anti-climax but um kind of how how did you get your um, comfortability or stage presence? Um, were you always comfortable like that? Because I know, like, I'm not comfortable in front of people, and it's something I had to kind of learn. Like, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than talking to somebody or having a one-on-one conversation, and it scares me. And, like, stuff like this, I have to do it now. And yeah. then I get over it, and then I feel fine about it. But um, how long did that take you to, I guess, be comfortable hearing your own voice and being able to project it to other people? Because there's a difference between being confident in it and then being confident to sing in front of other people. Yeah. So whenever I was a little girl, uh, you know, I would people would ask me, can you sing it this? Can you sing it that? And I, I really sang in front of people, but they had to be turned around. Like, I couldn't see their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for a while. And then once I did singing lessons, I think I built my confidence up a little bit more. Um, but when I did Idol the first time, I definitely, like, I still struggle with talking to people sometimes. Yeah. Um, and doing that, like, Idol and everything kind of helped a little bit um, when the, with the first audition. But I think that's really why I got cut when it came to that. Um, but being in that atmosphere when it came to like Austin, Texas, where everybody, you know, you have all types of people that do all types of jobs and are all types of personalities, but we all have one thing in common, which is music and singing, uh-huh. which is kind of like a weird thing to think about when yeah. you're like looking at all these people and like, you know, seeing how people mesh and everything. But, you know, the one common denominator we have is music. Uh, definitely helped me a lot build my confidence. Uh, I had one girl who like has the best, b- most bubbly personality. Her name's yeah. Kimmy. Uh, you probably see her on, on uh, Idol if you guys are interested in looking up her audition. But she's like the most bubbly, happy person ever. And um, she definitely brought me out of my shell for Idol, for sure, when it came to interviewing and everything. Yeah. And if she wasn't there, I probably would have no <laughs> idea. I'd probably just sit in the corner and like yeah. do everything. But de- definitely like all the people in Idol were super supportive. And that helped me a lot with interviewing and talking to people, especially about music, because you get so much more familiar I mean, when it came to going to Idol, I did nothing. Like, I only sang at my, my like, family's parties and stuff. Yeah. Never did anything musically when it came to singing out. And so once Idol was done, I had all these people calling me saying they wanted to book me. And 
I went there, but I definitely wasn't as confident as I am now, I guess. Um, but definitely like getting a band and feeling more confident in myself when it comes to doing music and being a musician, I think definitely helps when it comes to interviewing and talking to people. I mean, when I was an idol, they were not happy with my interviews (laughs) because I'm not a very like expressive person when it comes to all that stuff. Like they want you bouncing off the walls, doing (laughs) backflips. It sounds like it because you've been great talking to me so far and you're like, they didn't (laughs) like my interview. I'm like, she's great. Well, I'm definitely working on it a (laughs) lot. For sure. After Idols, whenever, you know, I had lots of interviews when it came to everything. So I got a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, But yeah, they were not happy. They're like, are you excited? Are you what? Like, we need some emotion. Um, But for sure, that's what helped me a lot. I mean, I still get awkward on stage. You know, it's like whenever there's dead silence, it's like, what do you talk about? Because you don't know what to talk about. So a lot of time when my family's there, I'm just like, oh, this song's for you, so-and-so, or, oh, you're here, so-and-so, because, like, they're my family members. Um, But I'm definitely trying to build my confidence up every day. I think the band especially helped me out a lot. Um, I wasn't very confident in my stage presence and in my performing because, like I said, I didn't, like, I did when I did the musicals and everything, like, I was in the corner. I never did musical theater, any of that stuff, and not talking a lot. Like, I just like to go in places and just sing my music because that's just what I enjoy doing. Uh, But now I'm, I'm enjoying definitely talking to people, hearing their opinions on, and definitely hearing, like, I'm so excited for this song to be out because I'm super excited to talk to people about it and hear their feedback. Yeah. And so it's definitely been like a 180 since american idol to now for Mm -hmm. sure that's that's really cool just just hearing all about that and just seeing your success and and it's still very early because i i see a lot for you especially you know if you keep working and it seems like you're very into it and it's like a passion it's not like oh i have a talent but it's not really my thing like yeah you can tell that you're excited about what you're talking about and it's very Cool to see that. So if anybody wants to see you live, do you have live performances coming up or can they follow you on Instagram or on social media? Where can they find you if they want to see you live? Yeah, so everybody can follow me at It's Morgan Gruber, like ITS, mm-hmm. Morgan Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird thing. Um, but everybody can follow me on there on all platforms. Uh, I do have a show coming up on Saturday at Jurgles. I'm opening for Christian. Uh, we're also doing uh, October... Ninth, uh, the American Cancer Society. We're doing a show with a few people for that. We're going to raise money for breast cancer awareness. Um, we are also, what else are we doing? We're doing all types of stuff. So if anybody's interested, I also have a text list. 724-230-8969. If anybody's interested in texting that. <laughs> you got to work that into me. a song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, text me at that, like a Morgan Wallen song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they can text me there. I have a website uh, at It's Morgan Gruber. Mm-hmm. Basically all this stuff. Yeah. Anybody can reach me at, at really any place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we have all types of stuff coming up. We always have stuff with the, with the band, myself, and mm-hmm. also I'm trying to do a little bit of acoustic as well, so... I do it all, really. Yeah, that's awesome. You were saying Jurgles. Is that have you played at Jurgles before, or what are some of your uh, at least local venues that you like? 
Yeah, so uh, I've played at Jurgles a lot, mostly like opening up. Yeah. Um, also, I do the Turn Club. I love their place. It's super nice if you haven't been there. It's like a golf simulator place. Oh, okay. Where they have like indoor golf simulators, but yeah. I don't sing on that side. So <laughs> yeah. like the bar side. Yeah. That's one of my favorite places. Like I've never gotten more requests in my life. So oh, plug really? there. That, that place is amazing. Uh, also, like I've done Hard Rock. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's where the American Cancer Society okay. place is going to be, which we're super excited. Uh, I've been, I just did the um, Hookstown Fair, the Butler Fair, um, and all those places, but all types of, you know, local stuff I love doing. But yeah. we're just starting to do all the band stuff. So, yeah. Just a few of those places. Well, that all sounds very exciting. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come talk. Is yeah, there, is there anything else you, you'd like anybody to know? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I'm gonna end with because I, I oh, you know what? I I told every, everybody I would I would bring this up because I felt so bad. This was like a month ago, and I was trying to get you to be on the show, and I was at work, and I had my phone in my pocket, and I oh, I yeah. called you four <laughs> times. I called somebody else. I Venmoed somebody eighty dollars. Did you get it back? Well, it, it was luckily it was on like the. I had to like slide or something. Oh and luckily, I had I had like seven apps open. I was about to post something on Facebook that was just like gibberish, like FXX seven seven seven. Like it was bad. But uh, I thank you for uh, overlooking my psychosis <laughs> and uh, realizing I had uh, my phone in my pocket. But yeah, I uh, I told uh, my fiance, I told everybody I worked with. I was like, I can't believe I just did this. <laughs> She's gonna think I'm a weirdo. But. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, following through and coming on. It was yeah. so nice to talk to you. And like I said, it blows my mind that they uh, they didn't like your interview because I thought you were wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. So much for me, Chris. Thank you. And like I said, follow her and uh, we'll tag her and all that stuff. See her live as soon as you can. And we can't wait for that new single. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Scott Tady, entertainment editor from the Beaver County Times, and you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast. Hey everyone, Courtney from Stealing Pittsburgh here with your sneak peek of the upcoming Weekend Update PGH. I hope you all aren't too tuckered out from the holiday this weekend because we have a packed post-Labor Day run of festivals coming up. A fair in the park will be taking place this Friday through Sunday in Mellon Park. This annual contemporary fine art and fine craft festival will allow the opportunity to interact with approximately 85 different regional and national artists working in a variety of mediums, including clay, fiber, wood, jewelry, glass, leather, metal, and more. The show hours are Friday 1 to 7 p.m., Saturday 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sunday 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Also happening all weekend is the annual Pittsburgh Irish Festival. Come celebrate Celtic culture at one of the nation's finest Irish-American festivals and experience a comprehensive exhibit of Irish music, lore, food, and dance. Located at the historic Cary Blast Furnaces, festival activities will kick off on Friday, running from 4 to 8 p.m., and will continue Saturday from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. and through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Finally, make sure that the 6th Annual Spirit Summer Recess Food and Music Festival is on your list for this Saturday. It's Spirit's biggest and wildest party of the year with all-day and all-night anything-goes events. Festival goers can mingle through a thoughtfully curated group of local vendors and artists starting outside at 2 p.m. The party will then move inside and continue from 9 p.m. and onward, featuring a variety of musical performances, including but not limited to garage punk headliner The Black Lips. This event is free from 2 to 5 p.m. 
$5 entry between 5 and 9 and $10 entry to the after party or grab an all-day ticket available for pre-sale at spiritpgh.com. As usual, the full weekend update PGH with more than 30 things to do each weekend will be live this Thursday evening on Instagram and TikTok. Be sure to follow at Stealing Pittsburgh, that's S-T-E-E-L-I-N-G Pittsburgh to stay up to speed on what to eat, drink, and do locally. Have a great weekend. I'm going to say I'm so happy yeah. that I was allowed to be part of your day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. In my opinion, that sucked. Woo! Woo! Four Man's Podcast, the best podcast in Pittsburgh. Straight cash, homie.